Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuckineers? What the fuck, Ohioans? I am in Cleveland, Ohio. I am in a hotel room in Cleveland, Ohio. I am naked and sitting in a hotel room. That's how I like to broadcast when I'm not in the garage. Because I can't walk naked from the house to the garage. I could, but, you know, I got neighbors. So here I am in Cleveland. It's been great up here, and I'm excited about today's show. We've got Jason Sudeikis from the movies and from the SNL. Uh, Just talked to him. It was a great conversation. Genuinely a nice guy. Kansas City guy, Midwest. Speaking of that, I'm in Cleveland. Am I in the Midwest? Can I just say one thing? Can I be honest with you for a second? I don't want to die in Cleveland. I don't want to die on the way to Cleveland. I almost died. Okay, in my mind, I almost died on the airplane. All right, I've been here. I'm okay. Don't worry. But it was touch and go in my mind. We all know that airplanes are built to take a certain amount of shit. We know that. I know that in my mind and in my heart, but God damn it. I have been flying a lot all my life, and I was on a flight from Los Angeles to Cleveland that was supposed to arrive in Cleveland at 11.35, and I got to be honest with you, I thought I was going to die. I had not been through this kind of turbulence, and uh, it was very surprising in a lot of ways. I Look, I got up. And I check the weather in Cleveland because I'm going to the airport, as I said. And as you know, I travel a lot. And I got up. I checked the weather just to to see what was going on. And sure enough, there was going to be a thunderstorm in Cleveland. So I automatically assumed I'm leaving at 4 in the afternoon. They're going to delay the flight. That's what they do now. If there's bad weather, forget about it. Flights delayed all around the country for a storm. And then, of course, I think in my mind, you know, when I was a kid, we used to fly through anything. I remember flying through sun thunderstorms when I was a kid. I remember flying through snowstorms. You flew, man. No matter what, that plane was going to go and get there. But, you know, that was when it was a different time. There was only a few airlines. The, cloud, uh, the skies were not as congested as they are now. And I completely know, and I get pissed off at the fact that they delay flights for, for storms that don't seem that bad. And I've gotten angry. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Is it drizzling? You know, we can't get planes stacked up. It's all about commerce, about business, about the number of planes. So I was completely anticipating a delay, but no delay. I get on the airplane. I'm already a little freaked out about it because it's I don't fly United usually. I usually fly American and United is merging with Continental. So the uh, the terminal was having an identity crisis. Everything was in flux. There was construction. I didn't know whether I was on a United plane or a Continental plane. It, it all made me a little nervous. But the plane was nice. It's a Continental plane to get on the plane. We're flying to Cleveland. No problem. No Wi-Fi. I'm okay with that. I did have a little Twitter withdrawal. Uh, don't like to be out of uh, off the grid for that long, but I'm not complaining. So I'm on the plane. I'm watching DirecTV. Uh, Woodstock, the movie, is playing on uh, VH1, watching that. And then the pilot comes on and says, this is an hour before we're supposed to land. But when, mind you, when we took off, he said, There's, there may be a little weather coming into Cleveland, but I think we're going to beat it. Okay. Tuck that away in my head. No worries. About an hour before we're scheduled to land, the pilot comes on and says, uh, if the flight attendants could please... Uh, Make the plane ready for landing and take your seats. It's going to get bumpy. 
All right, I can handle turbulence. No problem. I'm watching Joe Cocker in the Woodstock movie, singing with a little help from my friends. And I got it cranked up. I can't hear much. The plane is not that full. There's not that many people on it. I've got a whole uh, row to myself. There's a woman across from me, a row to herself. There's a guy uh, behind me across from me, row to himself. His wife is sitting directly behind me. And I got to be honest with you, they were really annoying when I got on. I mean, completely annoying people just by virtue of, I don't know, they were just annoying for a lot of reasons. Not part of the story. So all of a sudden, the flight attendants are seated. I'm like, all right, we'll hit some bumps. No worries. Watching Joe Cocker. Then outside of the plane, it's dark out. I see lightning. I mean, I see lightning close by on both sides of the plane. Lightning. At first, I thought it was just the lights of the plane on the wing reflecting off the clouds. No, lightning. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, man. And I feel a little bump. And I'm like, all right, this is manageable. And then the fucking plane must have dropped 50 feet. And it was like, whoa. Like, I just felt it go. And then all of a sudden, you shouldn't be grabbing hold of your armrest to, like, out-lean the plane. The plane is leaning to the left. We are, what I think, out of control. He can't seem to get a handle on the plane. There are huge clouds outside. It's ominous. And through Joe Cocker singing, you know, get high with a little help. From my friends, I hear the guy in the row behind me across the aisle going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, God, no. I hear that, uh, you know, kind of inaudibly, but, but this is bad turbulence. We are rocking up there. I mean, it's like a roller coaster, and it feels like the plane is out of control. But I'm just thinking, man, God, I wish my girlfriend were here. This is something we should be doing together, dying. And then I was completely surprised. Because apparently when I scream in terror, which I eventually did, and it was involuntary, because when, not unlike a roller coaster, when you just drop, it it just comes out of you. And I was happy it didn't sound like a a, a frightened child. Instead, when I scream, apparently this is what it sounds like. Oh, come on, man. Come on. I don't know. Maybe that's a prayer. You know, I'm not really a believer, but maybe I was addressing a higher power or something outside of me that might remedy the situation. This is how I I sound when I am terrified that my plane might fall out of the sky. Oh, come on, man. And then this also came out out of my mouth involuntarily. Jesus, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And then I, I vaguely hear the guy screaming. I hear Joe Cocker singing. And I'm thinking, is this a good song to die to? Not really. But kind of it is. It's not, you know, it's not a bad song. There's a lot of feeling in it. And it's not that bad. But then I, I got into my head and I realized, kind of reminded me of, of an old bit I did that maybe I should make a, a death playlist uh, for, my, for, my, uh, for my, my iPod just in case. I've, you know, I've got a few minutes knowing that I'm, it's about to be over on the uh, treadmill when my heart explodes or in a plane crash situation. But it was bad, man. There was lightning. We were rocking back and forth. And I was just waiting for it to level off. I was like, please. Come on, man. And sure enough, we get out from under the clouds. I take my headphones off. I look back at the guy behind me. He's like, I'm sorry, man. Sorry. I'm like, it's okay, dude. He's like, I just can't handle that. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, planes are built to handle this, but I, I was certainly not built to handle it. I didn't freak out as much as that guy, but I freaked out. And then we get out from under the clouds and, uh, you know, we can see Cleveland. And the, the guy who's flying, the pilot is just hot dogging. And I realized, man, 
either he was terrified up there or he or he was thrilled to have the opportunity to do whatever the hell he just did because he's just flying around Cleveland. We're circling. He's winging back and forth. He's rocking the plane, but I can tell he's just – I thought he was taking a victory lap, and I thought let him have it. You know, we made it. Let him have that victory lap. And then, of course, I said to the woman across from me because I had my headphones on, I said, uh, so was everybody screaming? And she looked at me and nodded. No, just just he pointed at the guy behind me and, and me. So we were the only two screamers, I guess. And that was kind of embarrassing. And But he finally leveled off and we landed and, and I applauded. And the guy behind me, who was annoying initially, but now we were kindred spirits. We were sort of, you know, brothers. We'd made it through something together. We both applauded and no one else did. And it's sort of something you want the pilot to acknowledge, you know, when you land. Yeah, I'd like him to come on and just go, whoa, fuck, am I right? Uh, well, we made it, man. That was touch and go. But no, he just said, welcome to Cleveland, yada, yada. And then the woman uh, across from me brought up a, a Doppler map on her iPhone to show this storm front that we'd made it through. It was a huge storm. It was a huge storm because when I got back to the hotel, the storm hit Cleveland. And it was like, I mean, there was, there was rain. It was raining sideways into my windows with thunder and lightning. And she showed me that Doppler map. And you could see, you see the whole sort of crescent of the storm front coming down from the north. And in the middle of the storm front was a, a bear patch. There was little, literally a channel of air, of clear air in the middle of the storm front. And that's what this dude, he shot through the middle of that. He knew, he, like we didn't beat it. He saw a window in the middle of a storm and flew through it. Jesus Christ, the balls on that guy. Unbelievable. So we're getting off the plane, and I see the dude. I see that you know the the cockpit is open, and uh, you know I, I look at him, and you know I, I didn't know what to say. So I, I looked at him and said, "Did you have a good time up there?" He goes, "Yeah, we did, we did." And I'm like, "All right," but uh, so of course I got to the hotel and I couldn't sleep because I, I was happy to be alive. Because in my mind, uh, we had just survived something. That was that could have been the end. But of course, in the cockpit, it could have just been another day at work. But holy shit, I'm just glad I didn't shit my pants up there. Me or the other guy that was screaming. I'm just glad we didn't have to bond around that. Like, did you shit your pants too? Me too. It's embarrassing. But hey, you know what? I'm between us, right? Am I right, buddy? So, all right, so we're already on a roll, man. I love it. We're already on a roll. Trying, trying to get these things out of the way so we can, like, we can look each other in the eyes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. 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 Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, you've already discussed this. Jason Sudeikis is in the garage. We're in Los Angeles. He's in Los Angeles for two days. <laughs> uh, he sent me a joke email, and uh, I took it seriously. Right. And I said, when, what, what's, what are you doing Tuesday? Right. And you came. Well, no. The joke was after that. The joke was was the clarification of of uh, you know do it, being able to do the live one in New York. All right, because I wrote then, you to say, do you want to do live one? And then you wrote back to say, like, I think I'm a little big for that. Well, and, not in so many words. No, but I, I mean, yeah. that was the impression. I, I mean, got my there. people wrote the email. Oh, you, they did. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just, I just. Did I just, you skim it after they wrote it? I don't even skim it. No, no they're you, just they're that good. You trust them? Nah, but well, they're that good. It was funny because there were a few jokes in there I thought could have been yours. No, and, no, no, they weren't. No, really, mail, they, mailroom kid. That's amazing. Yeah. He really speaks to you. Big fan. Doesn't uh, scare you at all. No, he. I mean, he's frightening. He's, but he's, uh, but he's, but he's good. Like yeah. I said, he's good. I don't trust him. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what else he. He just sends. He has access. He has my password. Okay, so we'll we'll blame him. But no, the joke. The joke was was being. 
was was the earnestness of my email, which was true, and being a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, and then you asking, well, what are you doing Tuesday? And then me saying, oh, buddy, I was just kidding. <laughs> that, that, that was the joke. But but it's nice to know that, got, that you don't I, read your emails either. <laughs> now, I, you know what? Now that you mention it, I do remember it. And uh, and I It was I, two days ago. No, I know that. What have you I, done? I haven't done anything, but like I read it as a joke, but I still knew that you were going to come. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you showed up. Well, underneath me saying I was kidding... I said I was kidding about kidding. Yeah, I know, but see, then it gets layered, and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's fucking I know. A, a, yeah, it turns a handful. And too much. It, yeah, two handfuls. What, what did you do today? Uh, what did I do today? I went and had a. Uh, I went. I just. I just came from an audition for a major motion picture. But aren't you in enough motion pictures? I mean, when what where, what what stage of this are you at? Are we are we almost a star? What, how where, where are we at with that? I think I'm at a place where people think I'm either me or. Ed Helms. <laughs> so you're in the Ed so Helms. I'm in, so, I'm in, so I'm in a good, that's a good thing. Because they either think I'm in, in, in what I do or, or two of the, the biggest comedy movies and one of the you know, like three best television shows. So you know, you're, like you're familiar. Ever. I'm familiar, yeah. Uh, you're fin- in the wheelhouse of big comedy stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you might get mistaken for somebody else. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Or, but but I still I, I think I still have that thing where people are like, did I go to high school with you? You still got that? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Or just familiar, and and it, that may be BS. I, I don't know if you've had like some people will will pretend like they they uh, right they they fuck I, with you like I yeah wait I had a someone minute. on Facebook a, a gal sent me a message and uh, and it was like did, have I met you before yeah and it's like well now hold on yeah come how on. did you find this yeah like if you can spell my name right yeah. then there's a whole bunch of stuff you can figure out before asking going right. straight to the source well there's that horrible moment where they're like do I know you and then you're like well yeah I was in uh, you know the the boss's movie yeah and, that, and they're like no that's no not, no that's not, not it. it it's like. Uh, uh, office hangover yeah there you are <laughs> yeah no. i love you yeah. you're really funny uh but ed, ed and i definitely have or i mean certainly not as much since um since uh, people know who he is because of the uh, uh hangover and, and office and whatnot um but, but we, you came... we did have we did have a little bit of uh crossover people. well n- not really ever he and i we've, we've only performed together like once at ucb in the uh marathon years ago him and i and rob riggle but um, he comes from what does he come from he's not uh i can't remember where he comes from he went to oberlin college and then uh, oberlin yeah and he uh and then that's a good school yeah 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 where'd yeah. you come from uh kansas i'm i'm from overland park kansas overland yeah overland similar park. we maybe that's uh, it where is people get it <laughs> that's probably what it is right <laughs> just wikipedia overland. wiki confusion yeah yeah, yeah. overland overland <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> kansas but you grew up in kansas yeah i was born in virginia but then grew up there i i mean you know, it's 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 quite remarkable, and it, Isn't it speaks a, it oh, speaks highly of me to to put these guys in the same having them from the same place. But Rob Riggle from the same hometown, Paul Rudd, same hometown. I think I knew that. I think like, Riggle told me that. Yeah, we're all. Did we're you all, know each other growing up? No, no. Uh, I knew of Paul because we had a we uh, he graduated from the same high school I went to uh, many many years before me, and he uh, <laughs> and and the teacher that that uh, this woman Sally Shipley, who's just awesome, one of those Mister Holland's opus kind of teachers. Yeah. Uh, pointed me in the direction of the work that he did in this radio and TV class, like early on. And it was just really, So really he was funny. sort of a legend. He, he was, was kind of, he was, yeah, he was communications. Kinda, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. In forensic legend. speech and debate, like uh-huh. legend. And, and, uh, and I played, I played sports and whatnot. And I was kind of doing that stuff as, as like uh, a fun way to spend 50 minutes during you know, right. playing improv games and like in school. And then, uh, and then I didn't meet him until years later. I, I, saw, I met him through Amy Poehler going to see Three Days of Rain. So you were Broadway. on the you were on the jock uh, yeah. uh, thespian, mate, you know, like uh, precipice. I I was 
full jock with thespian uh, tendencies. Tendencies, yeah. I mean, like I was. A, I, I threw a lot can... of behind the back passes, like in basketball. Like I was uh-huh. definitely a, a a showboat. Yeah, a hot dog. Yeah. But so, uh, so knowing now what I know, were it's... you able to tell your teammates that you had this secret uh, acting desire? Uh, I think people <laughs> may have known it. I have an uncle who's an actor, so they, like they're sort of my. Uncle, who's your uncle? George Went. Oh my God, how's he Cheers. doing? Doing well. Is he? Yeah, he does a uh, ton of live live theory. He's been you know touring with like he's like Broadway, a, and but he was a big uh, Second City guy, wasn't big, he? Yeah, him and his wife Bernadette Burkett, who was on the original Gary Shandling show. So you grew up in this shit? No, not really. I mean, he he was doing it. But how's I was, he your uncle? Excuse me. How is he your uncle? Uh, my mom's uh, brother. There's seven Went kids. He's uh, Kathy. My mom's the first. Really? So you grew up knowing that your your uncle was on Cheers, yeah. and, and you probably visited out here, and you went to only, the set. And... Only a couple times. I yeah. mean, I've, t- I, I've told the story recently. I, I saw it like in to who? Uh, someone in London, I think. Right, actually, let's for like a, do it. Yeah, but, but just just the fact that I went to go visit them, uh, visit the Cheers set, like when we came out here to yeah. go to Disneyland as kids. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and both like you know George and John Ratzenberger and like Woody and and yeah. and uh, they were. They were rehearsing, uh-huh. uh, and they're all hanging out in shorts, laughing, having a good time. And they had this big, long steel pole, and they made a homemade blow dart. And they're shooting it across the bar, trying to get stick on those, like, on, like you know, like how you have things hang on your wall yeah. in here, like trying to hit things uh-huh. on a Cheers set. And I was just like, "This is the coolest job yeah. ever." Yeah, like, this is. And George always had like the coolest stuff, and like it was just like the nicest guy. And he'd go into bars, and people would yell a fake name at him, and it was just it was, yeah. It seemed like the give him free beer. Oh, the guy hasn't bought a beer since 1983. <laughs> we can only hang out together in. A bar for an hour before it's just shots lined up and now with camera phones yeah like to, to have you know norm peterson to drink a beer with norm peterson is right up there with like i don't know getting oh, like, sure you know oh, it's like being taken a picture with the president absolutely the president of beer <laughs> <laughs> it's so true yeah it's like yeah i don't i don't want to ride a clydesdale fuck that let yeah, me i want to yeah. cheers with this guy yeah, norm yeah exactly so now what do you hang out with him i mean do you uh like he yeah, must we be, see each other uh, but is he, he must be proud of your success yeah he's he, yeah he's been really really good he, he you know he he was always his influence was both um that it was possible like to be i mean being from kansas him being from chicago being from the went family like yeah. that it was possible to actually do this for a living uh also he maintained being just as as nice of a guy and as like you know I'll, I'll say Midwestern for lack of uh, uh, vocabulary uh, of a guy throughout all this craziness that you know you, you get to do and, and is thrust upon you. And then he also was really good at keeping my my mom at bay, being like, "No, he's he's actually good at this. Like if he you, sticks you had with an it, ally, yeah, yeah, a, because a they were probably ally. hoping you'd continue basketball." Or perhaps uh, going no, I to think sales. Just, just going to school. Oh, sales, yes. It was definitely it was definitely sales I, in the making. No, I, yeah. I don't know. He's so outgoing. He's so good with people. He's, he's was it be sales, sales in the making? I, I mean, I, every time I think of the Midwest, it's just uh, for some reason that's where sales comes from. <laughs> Doesn't sales, wasn't that invented in the Midwest? I think so. Yeah. The idea of sales? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What does anyone do in Kansas City? I'm not being condescending. No, I don't think uh, people, there's a lot of sales. There's, you know, spring. Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Overland Park, Kansas, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a but suburb of Kansas, Kansas City. But not Kansas City, Missouri. No, but I went there for, for high school for a couple years and I had a lot of friends that. What is the there. what is the thing with that? Why two different Kansas cities? I mean, isn't that well, bullshit? You know, I, I really appreciate you endowing me with having a, a, a wide knowledge of my my hometown i don't know i mean you're the one with the computer aren't Go- you google pro- that i'm stuff. not gonna google anything you well, come from this place I, but i don't know I, I i will admit that how many I've... pairs of cowboy boots did you own in your life none never okay. owned a pair All my right. dad owned a pair okay but he i think he owned them in like the early 80s when like you know drug like urban cowboy like was when kind i of wore in. Yeah. yeah yeah but i was only what was i like i was 81 1981 i had a few pair of black cowboy boots yeah. one pair of lizard boots i grew up in new mexico and i had the beat it jacket you know so we you know we... <laughs> no, you did. I, I did how old are you seriously uh, i'm 35 seriously 30 uh, 35 okay but i can play 32 <laughs> 
36 in about a, about a month. So you're doing all right. So far, 35. So good, yeah. It's very good. Everything's working out in your favor. So, okay. So not, you, not everything. I appreciate that, but a lot. Yeah, dude, I read uh, things and I, you know, I watch you in, in motion pictures and on television. Oh, I've seen you walk down the street with sunglasses on. I know what's going yeah, on. Running if I'm being chased. Yeah. yeah. And that happens a lot. Well, yeah, not yeah. really. Sudeikamania <laughs> hasn't, <laughs> hasn't hit the country. Not yet. What no. kind of name is that? It's a uh, Lithuanian. You're lucky it's alliterative and memorable. I, I, if there was I, another you know, few syllables on there, you'd be fucked. It sounds like a nightmare. I, 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 I like bless you know Zach's heart for paving the way for us. Mal- Galifianakis. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah, but his is impossible to spell. You can actually spell yours if you get the U in there and not an E. I mean, you can sort of phonetically sound it out. Galifianakis. It doesn't even it doesn't spell like that. <laughs> it's like Galifianakis. It's his greatest joke. Yeah, it right? is. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty ballsy for him to keep that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He could have went with Zach G. Zach G would have been something great. like that. And the people would have thought he was a director. He directed Charles or Angels. maybe a, a bad sax player. Um, <laughs> all right. So okay. So Kansas City. You were yeah. a jock in high school. Yeah, but not a mean one. No, because my sisters did like. Well, gosh, you know. I mean, do you, do you ever really know? I, I feel like you spend a lot of time on this thing hearing hearing people play back the, their impressions of you at, at a point in your life that uh that you're surprised by yeah you know because we, we're sitting in this skin yeah. now these people now sure and 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 i i'm certain that if people gave me some of the pull quotes from things i said and did that, yeah. back then even through my chicago years uh when i was in my early 20s i'd be under a douchebag column oh i, I I'm, I'm certain of it and i and i'm uh embarrassed by it but i i sort of have to own it and know that i've at least done that so i know how to well, do you play wanna, those guys do you want to try and reach down and find one of those moments where you hurt some uh nerds feelings or perhaps uh, I I don't know if I honestly ever realize it. Well, I see. This is the problem with yeah. guys like you. Is guys like, like us. Let's let, let's throw it in there. Me? Yeah. Why Why not? Right? Don't okay, we all fine. have? All right. Where Where you just sort of like it's you know like come on really yeah. you know I like, mean uh, having just had the luxury of listening to you talk to a polar about like the, or the, those days it's wonderful because like there's such a clear respect and like it was just two people that <laughs> just needed to have. Uh, oh, what did I call? Heart like, to heart. Let, yeah, just like drive across the country, you know, or, or have a <laughs> have a bottle episode, you know, like like when when Skippy and Mallory are yeah. in the basement of Family Ties and yeah. they just need to break through this shit. They're just like, uh, so I certainly and I've and I've tried to prompt those with with people, you know, in in, in how my does they usually start? So like, w- hey, what did I do anything to piss you off? Like like almost like a you know like I'm in a program. Like yeah, if yeah. I did anything like that's like that's so you, my bad. So that was a greeting that you actually are familiar with because I have that. You know, are we good or uh, hey, are we? You know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, preemptive uh, kind of damage control. But I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have any run-ins. You and I don't. No, have any, not at all. No, no baggage at all. I don't nope. think I have any baggage with people you know. So this is a rare interview. There's clarity. There, like I can enter this with a clear mind. Right. Yeah. I don't even have any resentment towards you. No kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, Does I, that disappoint you? No, no. I, I just uh, I was just kind of hoping you would. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I think if I you know dug deep, I could. But I, yeah. I find you to be a uh, you know pleasant presence on the box and Thank on you. the screen. Thank you. What was that? Was that a hawk? So a huge shadow just went across your face and your face changed. Did you see that? No, I saw your face change and I saw it literally like it get dark in here for a second. What was I it? D- I don't know what the fuck it was. I just saw a huge shadow over that tree. Sedecomania starting. It is. Yeah. This is, is, it. is that the paparazzi? No, it, it, com- might, it might be a falcon. Yeah. It, it could be. You do know. you have a falcon with you? <laughs> did, you <laughs> yeah. did you not put him somewhere? No. Is, I, is I he looking him. for you? He's, I put him on the hood. <laughs> I put him on the hood of the car. He looks like a hood ornament. Holy shit. Whatever that was, it was close and weird. Uh-huh. I don't. I didn't hear a, cr- a crash or anything. No. All right. So Kansas City. So how the hell do you get from there to SNL? <laughs> Practice. No. Uh, no. Uh, uh, did you do any theater in high school? I did speech and debate where where it was like it was like it was that's like, different because you can just be a dick and 
Uh, well, no, that I mean, we literally had to do like improvised duet acting. Me and uh, this fellow Ryan Ellis, and then we did. Uh, what happened to that guy? Uh, he's like teacher of the year, like in Kansas. He's he's doing really well for himself, teaching. I believe the same kind of stuff. Possibly, I we we've only reconnected recently. On do Facebook. you ever have moments where you're like, man, he did the noble thing? Look at me, banging another star. Which... I, you no, know, I, I I never I never think that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I never. I write it down uh, and I, then I burn it. Uh, but I never think it. Uh, but I uh, no. He's yeah. He's 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 teaching. He's teaching in in, in Kansas City down there. Yeah. Uh, and um, but but we but then we also did this thing called duet acting, which was le- legitimately. You know, you're you're going up. It's kind of weird because you're 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 performing and then you're being judged. It's like being on Last Comic Standing or American Idol. Sure, you're, you're doing the speech and debate. People are yeah. watching your scene and they're judging it like one through five. Yeah, and at the end you get a medal, like and you can letter like a letterman, like a like a sport. But athlete. it's supposed to prepare you for uh you know a you know healthy competition and the ability to express your argument. Yeah, well, for all it's that not stuff, supposed to delude for, your dreams and and uh, and give you false hope in a business that's well, going no, to crush you. Nobody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 hindsight buddy uh but so so we would do i did we'd do like the scene from the courtroom scene you can't handle the truth scene from a few good men and fucking mean it like as 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 much of my living that i've made this is for a debate class this is for a debate class like where where we'd go to high schools on saturday mornings yeah you know when the basketball season was Mm -hmm. over and my basketball coach would be like you gonna go do your 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 silly little acting thing you know he was always you know right really oh he like like when you talk about like a a a jock bully like i i I played hoops for the guy and he's he's wonderful and he's definitely a a big character in my life what's his name uh, Donnie Campbell mm-hmm. yeah and great I mean like some basketball coach yeah and uh-huh. he's he's younger now or he was younger then than I am now like he was like 31 he's coaching 18 year olds is he still he's, there he's not at that same school he's at another school but he won like coach of the year recently have you gone back to see him yeah 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 you did yeah of course we all yeah we all yeah definitely. so okay so you went back to see your high school basketball coach he used to bust your balls for doing the acting yeah. classes how does he treat you now very nice <laughs> <laughs> but also, but also, like with like, uh, you always were a little. You always were a little. Oh, right, right there. You know, like, yeah. I knew it, man. You were, you were always cracking jokes, man. You know, like, <laughs> so like, it's, it's like it's, I'm serious. I'm, but he's also, but he's also very genuine. You know, yeah. He's like from Lyons, Kansas. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm so you know, proud of you, man. You did, you did your thing, you know. But when I went to go play basketball in college, he's like, what? I mean, he literally was like, why are you gonna do that? Yeah. Like, and he was right. I dro- I dropped out. I I was ineligible my second semester at a community college. Like I you was, the, why? Because you weren't big enough, or what? No, ineligible, like grades, like just didn't go to class, couldn't play because oh, of so grades. You were, you were a bad student. I just didn't go to class. I'd, I'd stay up till four, like, like you, much like I do now, stay up till four a.m. and then get up at noon, and by noon all the classes were over. So I'd eat lunch and then go to practice. So you couldn't figure out a way to build your schedule around what your needs were. Not, not, not with practice. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's yeah. tough, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> a community college on top of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> awful. But could you have cut it in college ball? Uh. Yes, yeah, small college. Like I never yeah. could have played like Kansas University or right. a bit, like a big, but but maybe at like a a D two school. But yeah, when I, when I stopped playing, I, I I was actually pretty good. Um, so you, so the the other trajectory your I mean, life could have taken was 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 playing college ball at a right. small college or a community college, mm-hmm. and then you know have that sort of hometown hero, a few medal, a few trophies, <laughs> you know, sitting behind your desk at the at wherever you were never, s- selling feed. Never <laughs> was yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> It's it is a thriving city, Kansas City. They have stuff. We have a baseball team, no, sort I of that. I know uh, that. football team. I kind of out in, yeah. more in the suburbs, down, right? Maybe yeah, yeah. In that farmland. No, what that... do what do all those, my friends do? I mean, I have a lot of teachers and and coaches that are friends. Uh, I have a friend that's an emergency. I feel like room I've been doctor. condescending. To no, no, Kansas but it, but no, but you know, it's uh, Kansas is still Kansas. Kansas is still Kansas. I mean, there is true. something going on there other than Kansas City, but 
But it's not. Yeah, tornadoes. Yeah, you got Fred good. Phelps doing stuff. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's working his magic. Religious fanaticism and unemployment, <laughs> right. I think. Is, you know, we, we're big proponents of teaching the Ten Commandments <laughs> instead of evolution. Did, you know, was that happening when you were in school? I don't think I was aware of it. Uh, it wasn't. No, nothing was as political when we were in school as it is now. I think that's true. I, did you grow up with that religion? Uh, yeah, went to Catholic school. Yeah, went to for, I mean, for the be... back half. Of the, the I went to I went to an all boys Jesuit high school for the first two years. Just a bad fit. Well, how are you a Catholic? What's your family come from? Uh, South Side Chicago, South Shore Chicago, like Irish Catholic, Ukrainian yeah. or uh, German, German, Irish, and Lithuanian. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. mostly Irish. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, went Sedacus and then both the main. So they started in Chicago Irish. and they migrated. Yeah, my dad. My dad uh, was working for IBM. I think they were living in D.C. I was born in Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Then uh-huh. after about six months, from what I can remember, uh, them telling me, not my actual own memory, uh, <laughs> we uh, we moved to Kansas City, and he started a job there. And, and you know, for IBM, I think it was IBM in the early days. But then eventually, my dad was like a, a headhunter growing up. You know, like uh, um, going out and finding the talent. If, yeah, like almost like an agent for real jobs. Right. And then my mom was a travel agent. So oh, yeah. that's nice. It was it was it, it was at great. home. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, really? She was. I mean, and she was traveling a bunch. I probably I grew up where my mom was probably gone more than my father. Yeah, and no. just for pleasure, because she said she had to go. Or well, I mean, you, I, I won't bust her on that. And uh, <laughs> that's I, good. She, she said it was work. No, she was always going going to conferences or going to try things out. And then when we would go travel, she would as a try family. trips out. Yeah, like where where you know, hey, you know, China's got a new hotel. We're all going. So so you know, it's like they bring them in. Yeah. It's just like a recruiting trip sure. for like an athlete. You went like, to China? I never did, but but uh, she she was going everywhere. Really? We, we as a family, it's like, hey, they opened up. You know, you got to see uh, Epcot Center has a new thing. All right, family's going down. We'd get like. <laughs> good deals yeah you know we'd stay in one of the things yeah. and she'd you know hand out her business card and probably get 40 percent off everything right and so even though you know middle class we got to do pretty uh, well that's a good racket stuff. oh it's it was fantastic it's like a food critic yeah you know? and then the old then the friggin al gore had to you know invent the internet yeah and now it makes it a lot tougher for the for the young no, lady it's horrible it's, yeah yeah no, everybody's doing it themselves but yeah. people there if you if you want to do it easily uh, you know, travel you wanna, maybe great. she leave your mom's card here. Do you have her card or no, 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 no. she's not doing it. No, she, no, no, she's still doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kathy Sudeikis said all about travel. I believe if you, if you can spell it, if you're in the KC area, <laughs> if you get past that, you in Sudeikis, you'll be able to find her. And now she's going to get people going, so you're, you're Jason's mother. <laughs> Can yes, you, would you like to book some travel? Yeah, to yeah. his house. Yeah, where does he live? Can we get tickets to SNL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does a travel agent work for that? <laughs> She's going to ask you that now. She's yeah. never asked you that. Could you do? I got a client. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I give the majority of my tickets to like some charity back home in Kansas, and they get like great. <laughs> like they do. Like you give two tickets, and then do you they, really? Absolutely. Yeah. We only. Yeah. At this point. Because all my friends have have come, you know. Yeah, they're like, the, they, we get it. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they're like, you're not going to last. We're going to come in these first this first season before yeah. they figure it out. Uh, and then, uh, and now everybody else. Now it's usually like, hey, we can we get two tickets? Our church is having a thing. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then you you give them, then they go for thousands of bucks. It's really remarkable. And the people show up. And people go, show up, and I, and I in New I, York. I, I meet them. Oh. They usually give me like, uh, you know, like. Uh, it's all part of a package that they'll throw together, like yeah. a flight. And sure, stuff. sure, I don't do that part, sure. but just the tickets, and then they bring like Gates barbecue sauce for me, and a, or a Kansas Jayhawk, you know, oh, really? T-shirt. Yeah, it's, re- it's it's actually quite a nice. Uh, uh, Listen to you system. doing good, philanthropic. <laughs> yeah, I get people that say like, "What can, what what would it take to sit in on a WTF?" I'm like, it'd be a little awkward, like if there was just some dude here, yeah, that was like, "Hi, 
It'd, it would be a little awkward. I think you and I would probably just engage him and give him a mic and get like have him be part of the yeah. Weave him into the fabric of this. Sure, that'd be interesting. So all right, so Kansas City yeah, basketball so, jock. You hurt some people. Yeah, yeah, uh, did all that. Yeah, right. Emotionally, few good men in debate class. You got it. That this changed is, everything. It, it. I think the thing. Which that, part did you play? You can't handle the. No, that was Ryan. Ryan had the heat for that. I was. I was the the brash. Oh. Tom uh, Tom Cruise part. Oh, you were. And and the funny thing about that is that I, you know, because I was in sports and Sally Shipley, the teacher, would always, you know, you're just doing this for a whatever. She's a super funny lady. Like when if you were talking to her. We know you her, jocks. Yeah, exactly. You're just visiting. That summer before senior year, yeah. I, I saw that movie on VHS and yeah. I was like, that would be a great scene to do for forensics. So the yeah. fact that I thought about it during the summer and then I literally, like I used to do or we all had to do with lyrics, yeah. uh, uh, you know, used to write them down. Yeah. I, I rewound it and did it all like, like Ryan says this, Jason says this and wrote down the scene brought it in the first day of class and she was like so amazed that I did that let us do the scene right away uh, and, and it, it was fun to do and we did it all the whole semester and then cut to like I don't know two years later I realized oh that's a fucking play that I could have just bought by Aaron Sorkin <laughs> Like, no, yeah, but that's all right. Yeah, I mean, it, I did. I mean, it, jocks, if anything, it helped. It helped with the uh, my handwriting. You jocks have to learn these things. Yeah, we do. You know, they, you know, we learn. We learn the hard way. <laughs> it's tough to get inside our brains. <laughs> all I hear is ball bouncing and whistles. <laughs> I didn't know there was a play. <laughs> no, I'm you there. say play. I let uh, me pass and pick yeah. away. That's a play. <laughs> Block somebody. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm being condescending. No, that's all right. Know. I mean, it just I I assume you can't throw a ball. Is that what your deal is? Or are you all right? Are you athletic at all? I just I talked about this before. I I can't handle competition. There's I don't have the part of me that wants to win. Right. If I'm losing, I have the part of me that wants to ruin the game or or leave. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think the thing it's called quit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if I want to win. I just I, I don't believe the thought ever crosses my mind that it's not possible that I can't. Right. And I, I, that, I've never That's said a, that out loud, but I think that is one of those things. Like if we're throwing darts and we, neither of us are professional dart players, and then you hit a, three bullseyes in a row and I get three darts, yeah. there's never a thought in my head before I that throw those three darts that. that I can't hit those three. Yeah. And and but but if I if I miss them at this point in my life, and I don't think I ever would have thrown the darts down and huffed off and been like, "That's bullshit. You got lucky." Well, no, it I always mean, would have been, dude. Unbelievable. Three in a row. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And did you rope me in here and kind of, you know, bust your balls, buy uh, the beer that we that we gambled on and then go about our night and maybe, uh, right. you know, that's No, I it. don't think with darts I would have thrown them down. And I, and I think maybe I'm not, uh, you know, giving myself enough credit. I would throw the darts, but I would feel, you know, threatened and intimidated that uh, I'm playing with a very good dart player. Yeah. And that would fuck up my game. Gotcha. You know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Like, I feel there was pressure. Yeah. Like, I think it's more about, like, I'd like to be really good at something immediately. Yeah. And sometimes, when if you're really focused, you can do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hold. Right. Like, I can shoot a pr one pretty good game of pool. It pool's the best example out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Or bowling, even. You know what I mean? Sure. One game of bowling. You know, I'm focused, I'm in it, I kick ass, yeah. and then, like, three games of shit. Yeah. And that's the way I am with everything, yeah. you know. And and then like if I do really well at something, why not stop there? You know, why not stop after that first game? Why not stop after that great moment if you don't want to dedicate your life to it? Right. I've, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Just one. Just <laughs> you know, like Citizen Kane, he should have got out while he was on top. You know, it's just one movie and I'm done. You know, I nailed it. I'm sorry. I'm going back to radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did. A, he did a couple good ones, but it didn't end well for him. Why? What happened? What with uh, no. with Orson Welles? Oh, is that his name? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. so you, you're you're all full of the beans, and you leave Kansas City for Chicago. Uh, yeah, I, well, you know what it was? It was the the inciting incident was literally uh, no shit. I can remember uh, it was going to see 
uh, the Armando Diaz Theatrical Experience and Hootenanny here in Los Angeles with a bunch of Improv Olympic alumni so, wait, that had moved out here. Wait, now where did you start with that shit? Because I've had improv guys in here, yeah, and a lot of people like I've talked to them about the the sort of life of mm-hmm. on the road improv stuff. But where right. did you start doing improv in Kansas City? There was this amazing. Uh, there was this amazing uh, uh, theater that I got to work at called Comedy Sports, which is basically like Whose Lines That's in Anyway. That's a chain. It is. Yeah, there's, like there's, a franchise. There are a bunch. There are yeah. a bunch. They're like 22. And th- this was just me doing it for fun. This was just like me taking the class. Like I was still playing basketball, but then I was slowly like kind of falling out of love with basketball where it wasn't fun anymore. You right. Know? And, then, and then I was really enjoying this, this other thing. And I did have a certain knack for it. You know, um, probably just – I literally been I'm been very, very uh, – fortunate to have a tremendous amount of funny friends like like it's the thing i'm probably most attracted to in another human being is like if they make me laugh and if they laugh like it's yeah. just there's nothing better for me and i was just surrounded by those people growing up so i had all this sort of like ability to joke around in a bunch of different ways i could yeah. joke around like ryan landry yeah. or terry maher or chris eichmann all yeah. these various styles yeah and because each one of them were more individual than me and who so are I, those other guys those other guys uh, just guys doctor, yeah political cartoon <laughs> like just <laughs> yeah. fellows just buddies that i went right. to grade school and high right. school with and and then this one fellow, Cam Lynch, uh, uh, was uh, lived in North Kansas City, and he he started working at this place called Comedy Sports. We go down to see him like for like homecoming. It was mm-hmm. like where you would go after homecoming. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was like hilarious. It was like the Second City thing that I'd seen a little bit when we would go up, uh, you know, up or go downtown when I was back home yeah. on the South Side of Chicago yeah. at my grandma's at least. And uh, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. And then it was like a guy, similar to like that moment on SNL where someone from your generation is on SNL where you're like, right. nobody can get, wait, who's on? Yeah. Holy, cow, I, wait, if he can do it, that means I might be able to do it. Right. Cam Lynch was performing this show and I was just like, and he was, he was great and he was the youngest guy and I was always like, hey, let me know when there's an audition or something yeah. like that. Uh, and it never came to fruition then i took a, a course like a class there like yeah. you know like a summer camp thing yeah, six yeah. weeks and i just had a knack for it and it was like and 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 i was just like mentored by all these wonderful guys that i eventually got to be in a sketch group and an improv group but the culminating thing the thing was like i gotta move to chicago was seeing this uh, armando diaz thing here so i'd sort of known about long form i'd read sharna's like harold yeah exactly yeah. like i'd read sharna's book you know the del close book improv mm-hmm. um truth and comedy and yeah. and, and all and uh, kim howard johnson the fellow other fellow that wrote this was like the this was the the next level of up from sort of pedestrian kind of like uh, like uh, bring the family down improv kind of yes stuff. well this is this is going from like you know love me do to to white album like right, like yeah, the yeah. long form you know right. you could swear that was a right. big difference from comedy sports the fact right. that you only got one suggestion right. that it wasn't like you weren't jumping through hoops you were creating so stuff did that shit blow your mind absolutely I well specifically one person me and my friend Jeff Davis who does who did whose lines in anyway and yeah who works with uh, Drew Carey and all those guys went to go see this thing based on Pat Finn who had known my uncle George and been on a TV show with him who was a Chicago Second City guy was like you should come down and see this show I go down and see it and Dave Keckner Dave Keckner played the same character the whole show first half second half and it fucking it it rattled me it was like it was like it's like I play the guitar I've never seen anybody play the guitar like that like what is he doing I remember Jeff and I were like thought we knew it all you know we're 20 20 years old we've done we've we've dominated comedy sports for the last three months you know <laughs> so we're like and, and and then jaws dropping i mean the only other thing that was memorable besides that night was seeing kim cattrall in person and she was stunning yeah uh and this was 1997 so you were you made a trip from kansas city to los angeles to los angeles to to hang out with michael george it. right yeah no not specifically to see that just was out here and was like i want to go see stuff uh and it was always like we'll go see the groundlings but then pat was like we'll go see this yeah. i'd never seen the groundlings until i went with uh, Kristen a wig after working at snl um 
which was my bad, but it was still wonderful when I finally got to see so it. So this but thing, so Kechner this, did. Kechner blew, uh, didn't know who he was, asked, he was dating a woman who was from Overland Park, he was from uh, Missouri, so I was like, so it's, it's it's like, it's possible, like, again, it's like, it is possible to be, like, how did you get that good? And then Pat's like, he, he's moved to Chicago, and then September. What did he do? He... It, he just owned it. I mean, he's he, the same Dave that he is now. That when you see him in movies, or if you've ever, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had him in here yet. I, we were in I mean, touch with each other, but he's it didn't uh, he he's a just a born leader and just one of the most like supportive like uh, yeah like on stage spirits. And yeah, he throws the rope down like nobody's business. Like that guy, like that guy just is is uh what, in is terms good, of improv or that, and also just I think just like you know looking down at people that are coming up and like generous hey, what of you, spirit, generous of spirit. Well, you guys are sort of like you know you know kind of got men's men. See, those guys are much more men than me. Like I feel like I I'm like rrr, like I can skew like a little bit like uh, a little a little more wussish. Yeah, or just like where where I know when those guys. I mean, they're bigger than me. You know, they're 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 just like those guys feel like guys, you right? Know? Like to me, yeah. Um. And so then, yeah. So that was May, and then September, September first, moved to Chicago, lived that with my it. grandma. Yeah, it was like it was like away. We like I gotta get up there and took yeah. classes at every theater they had up there. Second City, Annoyance, Improv Olympic. Didn't do comedy sports up there because I had done it there, and uh-huh. even though that would have been a nice way to, but and then just like put my head down and like just got just got into it. And, and did you feel like were you kicking ass? Did you dominate those scenes? Um, I, 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 I things moved fairly quickly. Um, you know, in, in relation to other people. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you get on an improv team at Improv Olympic and that happened with, while I think I was in level one or two, like, uh-huh. which was unusual for, uh, and that, and that's a, that's a, that's a weird moment, you know, like, cause, cause I just, you don't know, you know, it's like, you, you, you don't know that, you know, you, you don't know that you know how to do what you do until other people start sort of telling you to a degree. Yeah, and also with, with that kind of stuff, you know, uh, when talent sort of becomes realized, yeah, uh, it's not like necessarily it's not like you know stand up or stuff. I mean, there I guess performers do evolve. Yeah, but like I think improv talent is fairly specific, and either yeah. you're connected or you're not. Right. I mean, but do you see like a new stand up? Um, do you, I mean, do you ever even venture into open mic nights or like when you do? Well, no, I mean, but see, with me, I'm at an age where it's like new could mean you know your age right so even if i'm not going to open mic nights right. if i see somebody like hannibal burris for the yeah. first time or moshe kasher yes or anybody that sort of you know already jumped through you know six or eight years of hoops right and now they're at where they're at they're still a young yes. comic to sure me. sure and uh you know you can sort of see it's it's interesting to see people evolve oh it's it's the it's it's literally the only reason i watch american idol is yeah. because you see the person like the whatever we'll use carrie underwood as an example who from oklahoma she doesn't she can she can sing she doesn't know that she's about to like change like whatever country music or popular country music that is right like and then you see them sort of come into like them grow their wings it's i mean and the great teachers and the great mentors do that for the people within the time they have it and Uh me i'm probably i'm not a a good enough student to get it until in in reflection yeah yeah. not not in the moment right yeah you can't appreciate the moment no just when people say like you remember that thing you did that was fucking great and i'm like i don't and that's thank you thank you for reminding me yeah (laughs) my sisters do that to me all the time jason you remember when you did this thing with our parents i was like no golly (laughs) like it's really funny i can't believe what a dick well who who ushered you into the uh the world of uh snl who were your guides in chicago and whatnot well i mean it was it was still a long road from that i was in chicago for like three years and and did everything thing i could there and uh you know second city and did shows everywhere created a show called jts brown which i'm really proud of the people we put together uh who was in that that show um gosh i mean uh, i'm trying to think of anybody 
uh, well, John Lutz, who's on who's on uh, uh, Thirty Rock, and um, Pete Gross, who wrote for Colbert Report, and is a wonderful actor. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I could go through the list, but it's blank. Now, did your bit. uncle help you at all with the Second City or anything? No. Was there no? No, I mean that might be a misnomer that people think. I I, I certainly uh, yeah, Sharna, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, then and there, <laughs> yeah. like obviously, I don't yeah. I don't think people talk about it now. Uh, that that would, that would surprise me if they did. Um, but uh, no, the biggest the biggest help would have been. Uh, a fellow named Kevin Dorf. You know Kevin? He wrote for uh, Conan for for many years. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Him, yeah. him and Scott Hassett were. Once I got to Chicago, they were the guys that I wanted to be like. They were incredible actors. They were they were they were masculine on stage. Uh, Kevin was like like Larry Bird to me, and and Scott was like Magic Johnson. Scott felt like a good time on stage. Audiences loved him. He was so vibrant and like playful. And Kevin just locked it down. Kevin's like right out of like Mad Men, like. You know, yeah. just like just and brilliant minds, the two of them in, in very different ways, but uh-huh. complement each other so well. And I wanted to be both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so Adsit was a big deal. He's Adsit. Adsit. Oh my God, Scott Adsit is like I still to this day when I talk to him, it's kind of like it. I mean, nerve wracking. Oh really? Yeah, absolutely. Because I when yeah, I, the way Amy talks about like her second city, like when she's with Carell, and you yeah, know, you could like it's so true. Like you know, you you regress to that thing, that story that she tells that that Lauren tells about Paul and George. Yeah. Like, and I feel bad. People are gonna have to. God, I gotta go back and fucking listen to the polar thing and get all the goddamn one, you know references. But but it it, it that is so true for that. It's so weird because I had Scott for me mm-hmm. because I come from stand up and yep. now you know obviously the age of stand ups uh, effectiveness on television is waning. Yeah. That uh, you know like when I see Scott Atzit on uh, Thirty Rock, I'm like, where the fuck did that guy come from? Yeah. Because he looks like he's been around somewhere for mm-hmm. a while. And I really had no point of reference for him, and I had him on a live show, and he's great, and he's he's funny, but I don't I don't have this myth, this connection that some people have to him is like he was a fucking shit man. Yeah, he he left uh, pretty uh, early. I think he the Barry Levinson was going to create a show similar, maybe to Thirty Rock, where it's uh-huh. like backstage at a sketch show. Tina had just left to go write for SNL, uh, so she had just left. But were I was you aware friends of in her. Chicago? Tina? Yeah. No, I, I knew her husband uh, well because he was a, a director and musical director, one of the best they've they've ever had, and just one of the like funniest. Like one of those guys that could watch. Where at Second City? Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. I mean, and wherever he goes, I mean, he's, yeah. he's that good. And it's like he he would watch a scene, and then like he could come into our show when the, the, later in my journey, I end up in Las Vegas. He came to watch our show in Las Vegas, an hour, you know, show yeah. that we were doing, trying to over the din of you know the ding ding machines outside. I was just in I'm Vegas. Not, yeah. I'm not talking about the jackpots. I'm talking about the people. Yeah, and uh, and, and they uh, yeah. and he literally adds like tw- he can watch a show and add like you know two more minutes of laughter to your show. Like, he's just good. Like, he's just... With really, music. With music and and the music... Oh, this sounds so corny, but the musicality of, like, a scene. Like, he knows yeah. where he knows where the heat is, and he's he's. he's what do you mean, really Vegas? Good. You were in Vegas? I lived in Vegas, yeah. I, I performed Second City in... La- well, I can I can speed you up there really quick. Go from Chicago, uh, Dayton and Gal, uh, Mr. Like Crazy. She was yeah. in Amsterdam working in a place called Boom Chicago, which is a, a great... Who else didn't... Fr- Seth uh, Myers uh, Seth Myers, there. that's uh, right. Uh, Pete he Gross, brought the that up. I brought you, uh, I mentioned a lot of the folks that uh, worked on Mad TV in the last four years of that show. Uh, Boom Chicago. Sh- it was called Holtz, Boom Chicago? Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, Boom Chicago. It's still there. In Amsterdam. Uh, I think it's celebrating maybe his 20th, 25th yeah, anniversary. Yeah, Seth said he had a great time there. It's Yeah, it's an amazing thing that those guys have accomplished, uh, starting in the back of a theater God, now, I back of a bar, it. and now it's like... Uh, a 200 seat dinner now theater. It's, like it's the biggest. It's the biggest improv theater in Europe. It's like incredible what they've done. Uh, and then while there, they're like, "Hey, we're going to open up a second city in Las Vegas. Do you want to do it?" Oof. I was like, "Cool. We'll do it for six months." After six months, uh, my girlfriend, uh, th- th- who was great, Kay Cannon, she uh, at the time a girlfriend, she gets hired. So now we're there six months, three months after that, nine eleven happens, 
and they cut down the cast to just five people instead of a rotating cast of nine. Yeah. And then we just end up, st- I stayed there for two years, nine months. In Vegas? In Las Vegas, a block away, Flamingo and Koval, right where, right where Tupac got shot. Like, we were in the shit. We had scooters there, like like, like little Yamaha scooters. Yeah. We, we made a life there. We became friends with people on the show, pe- people that we, we taught classes to, because, you know, just like UCB. What was your experience of Vegas in general? I mean, did you learn the hustle? I mean, did get people in, and did you need to do we, that? We, 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 had to, we ate crow for a while there. Isn't that the phrase they say? Like, where we thought we were going to come in, and, like, they were going to be honored to Were you at a hotel, City. or you were Yeah, we were at the Flamingo. Oh, you were at the yeah, Flamingo. Yeah, we were at the Flamingo, and we used to do shows for... 10 people like 200 yeah, seat theater everyone i know who works vegas and i was just there last weekend mm-hmm. a promoter the guy who runs the show that i did yeah he's got to hustle fucking all the time it's crazy you got to you know get people to sort of like could you tell people about this and yeah. grease people and build relationships with people and figure out you know where where your comp resources are yes you Absolutely. did all that were you running the we, show? we didn't we didn't do that no oh. we, we we were uh, any way that uh i personally or any of us ran the show was just by trying to do it as well as we could and keep enthusiasm through. Where, where awful, were they putting you up? Awful amount. We were living at that this uh, gated community, just like a two blocks off the strip, called the um, Meridian. And it was like, did yeah. you have fun in Vegas? Yes. And I also went crazy. Uh, started smoking more pot there than than boredom and stress got yeah. a hold of me. Developed alopecia. That's like this gray spot in my beard. Yeah. Like where it just sort of like shows it just showed up out of nowhere. One one uh, where just like a bald spot in my beard showed up. Uh, and uh, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then Kay was like looking through my hair, and there was a bald spot on my head, oh. and I freaked out. And I was like, what is going on? So then it grows, it goes bald, and then it's with the white blood cells uh, yeah. attack the hair follicles, thinking they're foreign bodies, yeah. and so it kills it off, and then it grows back gray or white like it is yeah. now, like that little spot about right. the size of a dime, yeah. and then eventually grows back just like you know our. our so it comes back did. around. Yeah, it does. It, but it but it, it's cyclical, and you see it happen a lot. You you'll notice it most like in uh, you've seen it uh, in like uh, black athletes like Rasheed Wallace or Tyson. When he had splotches in his hair, like it's probably stress induced. Yeah, but nobody really knows what what caused. Well, you're lucky it. you didn't lose your hair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, sh- truly, no, that's I, scary shit. It's scary, and it's really set. And I mean, then I investigated, and you know, children are born with it, and they just, you know. Uh, but you, you, you blame Vegas. I blamed my attitude towards Vegas. That, gave def- you, that yeah, made your hair fall out. Yeah, it's all it's all from within outward with me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh and you'll so, take the hit for even the biggest of things yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. goes through you first yeah, yeah it's no, got it you. no we yeah. lost by two well i missed a layup in the first quarter you know that's <laughs> yeah. my bad yeah that's my that's that's my shit um it's all but, about but, you but while there unfortunately yeah. for better for worse yeah. and my and my and my and how i've affected my teammates yeah um but i um but then while there i i mean i became infatuated with blue man group i wanted to be a blue man you like, did yeah yeah i shaved my head no you didn't absolutely shaved my head practiced in between like, Stop it. it! What did it, you it, practice making drumming stuff? Oh, just drumming. No, the, the acting I got. The acting, and I love that show. I truly think it's 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 well done. I um, saw it when it was in New York. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, in its heyday, I imagine. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And it, I mean, I saw the Vegas show, and I just loved the way they ran and the way they spoke about it and, the, and their their attention to detail, which I didn't think we were we were we were doing very well at Second City. And so I, you were fucking up, and you you. Were... And I was trying just practicing drumming, just. <laughs> just like I didn't know how to drum before, well, and did I you just, have to shave your head to practice? I didn't have to. I just wanted it that. I just I was like it was like one of those things, like you know, fake it till you make it. You know, <laughs> you were like, man, if I'm available and I'm ready to go. I mean, if I yeah. got this thing down, you don't even need to shave your head. All yeah, my buddies yeah. that were doing it, great heads of hair. Yeah, like they wear bald caps. Oh, yeah. I was just like. <laughs> I just, you know, I think I went like through like literally a blue period. Like you had a manic sort of break of some kind. Yeah, but 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 yes, 
for sure. And and you shaved your head and you started drumming yeah. in like, preparation. Like a cue guard, you know, not like bald. Not, right, not, right, not, right. Not, not like cue ball, but like, you know. But uh, like if they call it. Like you, I used to like, when I was when I was in, in college, like right. as an athlete. Like, right. Like, um, okay, all right. And and, and, and you're ready to go. You were, you're ready to be a blue man. I mean, I was like staring at people on stage. I just loved, I just wanted to be anonymous and silent. And blue. And uh, Yeah, well, that was the anonymity as yeah. far as I was concerned. Yeah. I, I, they, and it was the closest I'll ever get to come. To playing a, a instrument on stage in front of you know thousands of people. So that was sure. a dream. And it, then it was. It, and she shook you out of that. It, um, going to audition for uh, for uh, for it in August of of two thousand one. group. Yeah, I got flown out to New York. <laughs> like the whole thing, got to see myself bald and blue, and no shit. And I talked about this on Kimmel once for the four people that uh, follow me through all my interviews. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is uh, I I just I I don't have the face for it. I looked. It looked like a fucking blue peanut M and M on a body. Like all the all my buddies were like had these great fucking faces, like these epic like cheekbones, good teeth, like just strong chins. Yeah. And I looked. I looked like a fucking you know. So you weren't. You didn't look good enough to be anonymous. We blew. And I wasn't a good enough drummer. It oh. was. It was the two. It was the thing that I could could control and the thing I couldn't con- control. And then truthfully, what happened is then nine eleven happened. And we all get a little shook up, right? Yeah. And uh, and I just sort of fell in love with Second City again. I was I was just mad. I was mad at my effort into it or or so or the blue was, man thing was before 9-11 yeah it was right before yeah it was it was all those the the six months of it right before. so 9-11 brought you back to the family th- second city I, th- I think the uh not Shook specifically yeah, yeah to a little bit yeah so 9-11 for you was right. the end of the blue man dream <laughs> i think me not getting called back to the doing only three days of audition and then them saying you need to work on your drumming uh, that was it. That was a big thing. I think I pro- yeah. there, there's a very good chance that had I continued to work on just my single stroke role, uh, I, I would be a blue man now. Yeah. Uh, and, well, nine women changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Well, you know, and, it, and in some ways, it, it might have <laughs> got you off of I that trajectory. I don't think it was specifically that. It wasn't like you know after after you know one of the planes. I was kind of like, what am I doing? It was it was more like this the sadness, and then the shows got better. The shows because when we narrowed down the cast, the shows got better, and it became more uh fulfilling it didn't feel like a, a like as much of a, a fuck around as we were allowing it to be by 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 being like we're not performing for anyone like we we really as a as a theater yeah there in las vegas and the production company the side of it uh in chicago really sort of like buckled down and and, and made it a uh, a viable successful show for for several years uh all right well yeah. that's vegas that's vegas baby so then vegas and then that while there got asked to audition for snl uh, How like, does that happen in I, Vegas? I, uh, we wrote an original show. We were doing all archive material, so we yeah. were doing like old like Tina Fey and, and Scott Adsit and, and Steve Carell scenes. They you, do that? Yeah, it's pretty great. I, I will say, I will defend it. They, they don't. Their touring company is like a best of Second City, so like yeah. the opportunity to sort of kick you know, on some air. Yeah, please. Uh, the opportunity to watch one of your heroes, like to watch Scott Adsit and Adam McKay on a videotape do a scene called Gump. Yeah, and then be like, I love. Uh, I love uh, both those guys yeah. so, but I, I would love to play Gump and then get to in your touring company play yeah. that part like you never get to be Maverick right. or the Karate Kid right. but at Second City you do you know because they're all like little plays yeah. so then you get to pick what scenes you want to do or the director tells you which scene they cast it and then you get to tour those so we got to do that in Las Vegas and rep I mean I've probably done scenes that Steve Carell wrote more than he did because I've done it so. I had no idea they did that. So, yeah. but are you presenting it as an improv? No, no. You're, you're pres- it's a, it's Second City is it's 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 more it, of a sketch show. Absolutely, it's it's. I would say it's two thirds uh, uh, written. I had no idea. So yeah. they, they have you never seen it in Chicago? No. Oh man, if I mean you have my. Inf- I mean, not that you couldn't get it on your own, but you like go 
like when you're there, I was just for, there when you're at Zanies or whatever, and pop yeah. up the street or, or something yeah. like that. It's right. It's it's worth going. It's like going. It, it's like going to see a game at, at Wrigley. Yeah, like, yeah You yeah. know all these people. You you have fans and people you yeah. probably dislike too that came yeah. from that theater. But like it's 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 amazing. It, I mean, I, I go when I land in Chicago, I go, I will go from the airport there to go see a show. Do it you is do you my like favorite s- thing in the world? That's a Lo- love it and care about it too, way too much. Well, that's it's touching. Do you have any? Like, what do you think of stand up? Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for it. Love going to watch it. Love watching new people. Love watching old people. Like I, I, I think if if if, uh, if if this all if all this stuff dries up, you know, and, and people are like, yeah, we, we get it, we're done. Yeah. Uh, and I would I would <laughs> happily I would happily move into like like uh, management like like and just sort of like because I I. I, I, I see the collective. Yeah, we get it. We're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens. The Sudeikis thing. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, we're <laughs> done. Yeah, Sudeikis mania. We, we found the cure. <laughs> One uh, more movie, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> you mean you mean that's all I get? <laughs> but I but no, I, I truly I truly love it. I mean, I grew up watching it on you know when the Comedy Network before it was Comedy Central and and uh, yeah, I've I mean Def Comedy Jam whatever. I mean, love watching stamp love. Jokes, loving, love being around them. So let's cut to. Uh, yeah. the, so you get the audition with Lauren. Yeah. What the does aud- that look like? Well, the audition for Lauren is. You're uh, in Vegas, and they tell you. I'm in Vegas. Were you thrilled? Uh, a ma- a manager came to see our original show, who worked at Brillstein and Gray. Which one? Uh, Jeff Chetty, the fellow uh-huh. that I'm still with, uh-huh. and uh, and I love Brillstein and Gray because they did Mr. Show. Most mm-hmm. importantly, politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was like uh, it was like comedy, like you know, yeah, Shanley. For, for, yeah, Shanley, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and uh, so. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll go out there. And at this point, uh, Seth Myers, who was uh, from a similar generation, was on the show. Right. Um, other people that were heroes of mine, Rachel Dratch, Tina, and uh, and uh, um, Horatio Sands, were already on the show. But I was like, well, I'm not that. I, that that's they're, they've always been better than me. Yeah. Seth, we were like, you know, like we never performed together, but like, like he was like from my class. So I was right. like, it's that that moment where it's like, oh, it is possible. Like, sure, we people our age can do this and they want people hard you know like yeah. it's just, you know you don't I, I just never thought that and uh so then we go i go out there i audition that's where i meet rob riggle for the first time we're outside of stand-up new york up there on the upper mm-hmm. west side and uh, i'm talking about kansas city and he comes over and just as nice as he is and it's just like uh, you're talking about kansas city i was like yeah he goes where are you from i go kansas city where overland park where 95th and Lo- 98th and lowell I'm from, you know, 92nd row wherever he yeah. was from and it's like no way like dude like very nice to meet you and uh and then i I, there's 12 people, 12, and they were, they were mostly looking for black fellows because it was after Tracy Morgan left, and they had just uh, they had not asked back a fellow, Dean Edwards. Dean's so, been on the show, actually. Has yeah, he? yeah. yeah. Uh, I've met him uh, in, in since, and you know, even those that only lasted there for a little bit, like we all sort of have that. I know like, you hey, guys man, are all. Like, weird. Yeah. I know it's, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. It is. Uh, and uh, and so um, I I get ready to go audition, and uh, um, Chris Rock. And yeah. Jeffrey Ross come walking in, yeah. and I'm thinking, oh, it's like the old school dudes like coming to see like they know it's auditions, they're gonna see new talent. Oh, right, bump be- you. right before, I, right before I fucking go up, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest for you, Chris Rock. And Chris literally goes, "This is your big, was this your big shot?" I go, "Kind of." He goes, "Sorry, man." <laughs> and then he goes up, and to his to his credit, only did like you know he could have gone for an hour, man. No, he's Chris a Rock. guy. Uh, he did he did like 12 minutes. They yeah. were they were writing stuff for like an MTV thing right. that they were working on together. Uh, you know, Jeffrey helping them with jokes and whatnot, yeah. and they're just going through. You know, what do you want to hear me talk about? You know, Kobe Bryant. You know, like because I was around when he, when he had his uh, his uh, indiscretions, and uh, and then I follow him, ladies and gentlemen. Up up next, uh, I get up Chris Rocker, but goes haywire. All right, now uh, Jason Sudeikis, and then I go up there and do my you know three characters and seven impressions, and then they don't... had you audition at a comedy yeah, club. Yeah, I'd never done stand up before. I mean, I had hosted improv. 
games. And you who know? was there? Marcy? Who was there? Marcy, Lauren, you know, Steve so Higgins, Lauren Shoemaker, Tina. Yeah, okay. they were they were all in the back row there, just like you know, like in the movie Punchline. You know, like, I know that room. Yeah, you know it's a, exactly. It's a pretty shallow room, so you Super can see shallow. them. Oh. And you feel them. Yeah. You know why you're there. Yeah. So you know they're there. Yeah. And then knowing what I know now, a half a third of the audience was also other SNL people, like just like people, you know, like uh, assistants and yeah. writers. You just didn't know that. And then the not the paying public that don't know they're watching SNL yeah. auditions. And they're probably there for two for one tickets. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Something like whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. And then I do my thing and, and it, 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 it went well enough. I, I, I just had like a little set list that I wrote down, like just with the cards and, and just went through them. This is a guy that does this. This is a guy that does this. Yeah. This is this. This is that. And then thank you. And then you got called back, called back that night, found out, okay, you're coming into the studio and then had the, you know, the, the long camera test. Yeah, the camera test where you do the uh, mo- you do it on the monologue spot, the right. home base, and uh, and then did the exact same thing yeah. to considerably less laughter because there's only then just that table, no no paying public, right. uh, and then couple as the weeks went by, a couple weeks later got got asked if I want to be hired as a writer, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was a little bit like oh. And it's a wonderful opportunity. Now you're in showbiz, you know, like yeah. that's sort of the, the way you can think about it. Like, right. like, like, and so you're all, excited about that? Initially, yes. Like, I mean, working for SNL and there was... And, but it wasn't and like, it, why can't I be on camera? Uh, I, I think I've echoed those sentiments to definitely myself, definitely my uh, my, my uh, fiance at the time and, and all that stuff. But, uh, but, but, uh, but probably kept that a little bit, you know, within because just because it was like, okay, well, I got this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Heroes and other people that I looked up to have been let go from this job. Uh, I'm probably going to get let go. Did not right. unpack. Like moved to 46th Street between Fifth and Sixth. Horrible place to live. Yes. First place I looked at uh, on like a uh, Craigslist, and uh, and then just wrote it out for for a few weeks and and had a real real great really um wonderful first month there. The first three. You shows. didn't have a sit down with Lauren. I did. I went in. I, yeah, I did. I went. Got flown out there. Sat sat down with him in his uh, office. In his office, he offered me water. I said no. I then gave myself the uh, little life lesson of like always say yes to the water. Uh-huh. Just say yes because it'll get like this. It'll get like a little dry mouth, and also yeah. like this guy may never give you anything again. <laughs> you know, like drink drink <laughs> drink his fucking water. It's probably great water. Yeah. Um. And then um, we had a great moment where Horatio, or was it Tina? I forget who it was. It was one of uh, again a person that was, at that point was like you know someone I looked up to. And I can't yeah. believe I'm in the same room on right. this floor with them, and they're talking to me and kind of giving me advice don't worry it's just kind of a cool me he's just gonna make sure you, you know you're not crazy he won't ask you anything about the show so don't think it's anything like that i'm like oh, okay good thank god literally five minutes in we get we get riffing on uh i get riffing on uh, like my my <laughs> it's it's uh that i wasn't crazy about um uh what's it called cirque du soleil right like i like blue man group and i yeah. like you know and, and i just hated the music now yeah. I, the cirque du soleil the beatles show yeah. love to pieces because yeah. hearing beatles that loud and and uh and pop brownies help uh but like he then we're talking about that and then he goes so um what era did you grow up with and i'm like oh what do you mean uh of the show what era and i just went fucking blank i was like Ratio said you wouldn't ask me a thing about the show in my head, and I'm and I'm just kind of staring at. I mean, the answer is Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, like those years. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, oh, well, gosh. Um, and the first person that came to my my mind was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, like uh, one of my absolute all time favorite, like the top three performers ever. And he, uh, but I know he didn't hire Eddie Murphy. Like so, like right. first me, like yeah. b- b- swallowed that. Yeah, and then the other one, I was just like, didn't. Uh, well, you know, uh, we grew up with the uh, best of. John Belushi uh, videotape and I'm just kind of stumbling for it. That's and what he said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he just goes, and he just kind of smiled and he goes, no, no, that's okay. I, I, I didn't watch the show when I didn't work on it either. <laughs> 
which was so great, like such a bailout. Because you knew how old you were and kind of well, that. Well, I think I think it literally was thinking because there are people that that work on that show that it, they didn't they didn't go through grade school, high school drama program, improv Olympic, everything right. to be on that show. Right. Um, and uh, and I think he's he's sensitive to that. And he and but I think there is part of him that just was bailing out the awkwardness of like you know he did you a favor. Fun, oh, totally. I mean the the, the first of many, yeah. And so you have no uh, weird moments with him outside of that. No, I, you know, I, n- not really. I mean, you know, he's, I mean, I, I, he's like, he's, he's like a coach. You yeah. Know? He's one of those dudes that, you know, and, and he is, uh, he is, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. I mean, I has, he made, has he made judgment calls with you on, on sketches and characters where, you know, you've, he's said something and you're like, oh, come on. Then, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's protected me. I mean, I, I auditioned for update, uh, twice, you know, and, and I think, uh, he was very hesitant to, uh, to have me come in after Jimmy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, not, not that, I mean, Amy, you know, was, got it and as she should have, and it was fantastic, but like, um, uh, but like, I think he, you know, he has, he, 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 he was, he was, he was very, he was very patient and, 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 and understanding of my situation of being a guy that I think he knew wanted to perform and, 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 uh, so this is before you were a performer. Yeah. 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 I, I wrote for 37 episodes for, I, I got brought in the last, last three episodes of my second year as a writer. Uh-huh. Um, and he, uh, he, I mean, he, you know, I was, I was used a lot in like monologues, you know, as they do. And, um, uh, there was always sort of a sign indicating that there's a chance I could I would be a performer, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but I I had to have that talk with him. I was kind of like you know I I I think I might I, I don't think I can write here. I don't think you're like I'm I'm giving you all I can give, and and you're not getting everything out of me. And you know, but that's that's like I would say to a coach. Like I'd go in there and go, you got to let me, you got to give me the green light. Like yeah. I'm not going to shoot every time, but I got to know that you trust me to. You know, it's like one of those kind of like conversations. Yeah. Um, and he he responds very very well to uh, you know the the sports metaphor and 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 uh, and while his door is not always open it's you can always knock on it yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like uh, and that's the relationship I have with him and everybody's different and, you know like we referenced I, or I did uh, Citizen Kane earlier but I think that's the most profound thing about that movie that is you're looking at it's it's one man it's eight different people talking about one guy yeah you know you could have you could have eight SNL folks in a row. And they would all do a bad impression of him. That's the only constant. Everything else is all it's it's, it's as subjective, uh, you know. So when did he give you the green light? Uh, I think. How it, did that come? About? What did he say? I would say the green. You're light. You're going in, kid. Uh, he called. He he called on a um, on a Friday before a Monday, and he was like, um, "So uh, my friend Katie, <laughs> Katie uh, who works uh, on Jimmy Fallon's show." Uh, was uh, an assistant for him at the time, and I had a, a voicemail like old school, where it, like screen calls, and I and right. I was laying in bed. It was like twelve thirty, you know, on an off week. On um, at night? No, in the, <laughs> in the afternoon. Yeah, like not even up. And uh, hey, Sadekis, it's it's Katie. Uh, uh, I have Lauren for you. Give us a call. I was like, well, that's a first. Yeah. So get up, took a shower to make a phone call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> called called my 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 wife at the time and I said I I might be qu- left a message cuz she didn't answer. She's a comedy writer as well. Yeah, she writes on 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's my ex-wife now. We're, yeah. we're divorced now, but yeah, okay. Your friend still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, more and more each day, but yeah, no, she's she's uh she's amazing and, and incredibly uh I say shower up for the call. Shower up for the call, call K, say uh hey, I'm a uh, I might be calling you back here soon with some some info. Uh, you know, because it's something. It's going to be something. It's either yeah. going to be you're fired or you're, in, or you know, it's, it's not going to be. Um, how you doing? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. uh, and so, uh, and so then I call. Uh, hello. I was like, hi, Lauren. How you doing? Um, 
so we want to move you into the cast. I love, he always, it's always we, the show. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's the, the, the royal we. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. I actually appreciate that sentiment. And uh, great. Uh, 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 when? Uh, Monday. <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, when it comes time to write, just write something you think you can score on. I was like, okay, great. Um, you know, and then my joke has always been, thank you. <laughs> and then hanging up for changing my life. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then called Kay and then called my buddies, uh, Rich Tellerico, a great, great writer, uh, who was writing there at the time and Joe Kelly. And, uh, and, uh, we, uh, we went and got day drunk and, and hit golf balls at Chelsea Pierce. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And did those guys, when you did write the piece uh, to score with, did it score? Uh, the piece that I wrote did not, because I think I went to like a trunk piece, like something that I had done a hundred times before that had killed in other venues besides uh, SNL, which is yeah. a very different medium. And that's something you sort of learn when in your first few months there. And you definitely have to relearn it when I was put into the cast. Uh, I, but, but then Joe wrote something, Joe and Rich wrote something with Will Forte, uh, this great, <laughs> great, it's really funny, goofy character that he only yeah. did like once or twice that I had a bit in there that, uh, that did really, really well. Uh, yeah. just, just literally like a, you know, feature player, you know, uh-huh. 101, like just coming in, and get your joke and I, and I, and I got it and, and got out of there and it's like, good show, yeah. you know? And then, yeah. And, and it, it's, and then, uh, and then went home that night, uh, you know, uh, Kay was living out here, went home that night. Uh, and uh, went to the after party. It was like I was in the cast. Holy shit! I got I got a car to take me to the after party. Went home that night. It started tried to fall asleep at like you know six a.m. Couldn't couldn't had to get up. Uh, went over to my television uh, and the futon, the used futon that that I had bought because yeah. I thought I was going to be out of there in in, in weeks time uh, that uh, two years before. Uh, and watched listened to the watched the opening credits. Listened to Don Pardo said my name and bawled my fucking eyes out. <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's just like one of those things you're like that's what yeah <laughs> that's a that's that's how that's how it it's went nice down. to be bawling your eyes out on a used food time for yeah. good reason yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it may be the only recorded time <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> that uh, story doesn't usually end well. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that so that was it. That's so, great. Now I don't know. I don't know if that constitutes as the green light because because he's he's one of those dudes you got you got to earn it from. But then once you get it from, then he's like. Well, he's, I he's think he respects go. guys who like you, you know like I like I keep feel like a, the more people I talk to from that show yeah. on this show I feel like I'm circling Lauren like there's part of me like you I, oh to be on here yeah I, I mean I'll say I'll definitely say something too because like I I just wrote Jimmy yeah because like I've had this weird story with him and like with Jimmy or with Lauren with Lauren yeah yeah no I've heard it yeah of course you know and, and I feel like he brought me in there to teach me a lesson mm-hmm. and now like you know I want him to do it again yeah. Like I, I want him. Yeah. To, I, I would like him to feel that. Like, would whatever. you? Go, would you go to him? Sure. Yeah. I'd like him to feel that he would never come to this oh, fucking. No, play. I know. No. <laughs> no, I'd like him to feel that whatever I'm doing, that whatever recognition I have, is I mean, there's really, no room in here for the throne. I mean, I know, you, I know that. No, no. But like, I, I, in my mind, I believe he would think, like, you know, like, well, Marin's back and he's doing a thing and. But it's really nothing. You know, like I, I want him. There's, there's part of me that yeah. wants him to like to have that attitude and let me sit with him for an hour. I, I mean, I, I would, I would. Uh, you don't I, have to I coach would. him on the attitude, but if you can put it in his ear, no, no, be no. I would, I would absolutely uh, in, in, encourage him to do so. I think, I think he's, uh, he's fascinating. He's, but I, he's, I think that there's part of me that thinks like he, he would want to. Uh, I, 
I because uh, I know he's pretty private. And he doesn't talk to many people, and I know that like you know I've had a lot of people from the show on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly from your generation. I've had mm-hmm. Hater, yes, I've yes, had so. Armisen, I've had Seth Mullaney, I've had that, you, I've yep. had Mullaney, and Amy, I know Amy. I mean Amy, yep, and Fallon, and yes, I, and I know a lot of people um, hmm. listen to it over there. Yeah. I just like yeah, that's highly regarded throughout all circles, stand up, improv. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's it's. Yeah. I t- it, God, if we could pull that off, like I don't know, like if 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 he would even remember me, but I I know that because I did Conan so I much and that because I, I auditioned for the show, he's that- he's 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 remarkably sharp. That guy gives a damn. Like no, that's I know, what, that's I know. that's one that's one of the things. Like he's there. Yeah. Like, he. I mean, it's not like it's not a it's not a, a emeritus. Executive producer emeritus, whatsoever. That, that I mean, that dude is. It's his show. Like you, you, you know that going in. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why if you get mad, you're you're mad about something that you're doing. Uh, probably yeah. not something he's doing because you're only there because of him. Well, well every okay. Saturday. Well, yeah. let, let me know what happens. Yeah. I'll remind you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Please. I, I, you won't have to. I mean, when I see him, I'll go. Why? I'm, so I'm supposed to do something I don't want to do. Oh, right. Ask him if he wants to do the podcast. No. <laughs> well, no, I <laughs> no. don't know how you would ask I'm him. Playing. No, it, I, me, I'm, me. I have a very like me. I. Just I, I I ask him things. I like, like, oh, I mean I think you tell him I did it, and you know, do you, have you listened oh, to course. it? Like you know, start off like that. Yeah, please get, help me. Help yeah. me. Yeah, no, I know what to do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that works there. You know, <laughs> I've never actually had this discussion because I just would it would just kill me to it would just be so thrilling to do it. I have those things too that that where where you, like where it makes all the sense in the world to 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 those of us that that know what what we're trying to accomplish right and it is it is the, it is usually comes down to like that uh the timing of it you know like where, where you're like but this movie's so good if someone just did this or why don't you do the edit this way because right. that's the way and then people and then you know yeah it, it, i mean it's the... it would be so intimidating and so like because like the one thing that i can't seem to shake mm-hmm. when i do this show is my awe of of people and performers you yep. know i mean even you to a certain degree I, I, hey yeah i i appreciate that <laughs> i'm glad i got any degree <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> It's the that, first degree I've ever received. <laughs> no, but you know, because like uh, you know, I do appreciate you know when somebody makes it, you know, they're still doing it. You know, you're still yeah. you know, on the screen, you're in movies, you know, and and it's exciting. Yeah. And and I, you know, it, obviously it was a, a dream of mine to do that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. whether that'll happen, I don't know. But I do have this weird sort of like he's a guy in the movies. Like you know, I, I had Adam Scott in here yesterday, yeah. and I told him about this restaurant. And we're all just guys, right? But, but I can never look at it like that. Yeah. Like I like I know we're peers, and I right. know that like. Like he's just coming over to my house, and we're hanging out, and I'm wearing sandals or whatever, <laughs> right. you know. But I tell him about this restaurant that I also told John Hamm about, and I, I'd be like, "It'd be hilarious if we just all went up and had had food." And he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I'm like, "No, because it's still John Hamm. Like, there's still part of me that thinks that way, and I got to shake it." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because John only knows that he's John Hamm. He knows he's, he was John Hamm all his life. Well, that's and, a thing. You know, that, you know like, that's, that's a thing. But to those, me, it's those like, two. I, those two guys are very like those. I mean, those are they're sweet guys. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love those guys, but for some reason, I still see myself as like some sort of fanboy or some sort of guy that's out. I'm, I'm in my garage. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, but it's a you know how many people don't have a garage or even the, this equipment or I know how to it. work it. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I mean I you know I don't want to seem so contrarian to your uh, neuroses because good lord it's, it's it's gotten you this far. But uh, <laughs> I but yeah I think you're being a little. I don't think you're being uh, faux humble, which is uh, yeah. uh, respected. But I being but genuinely I do think you're insecure. Being, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely forthright insecurity there uh, so, no you nailed it the first time you don't need to rehash no it's good <laughs> no, you, you 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 spit pearls man you, yeah, know, you don't need to go shine them they're fine they're, they're good buddy they're good 
<laughs> so, all right. So let's uh, let's finish up with the movie thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I feel like we've done everything. But you're the the Farrelly brothers. That was fun, right? That was fun. That was like making a movie uh, with your like fun uncles. I don't know if you've met those fellows in your no, travels, but they're uh, yeah, they're 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 good dudes, man. And how that movie do? Uh, pretty well. Like it, it won its weekend with like like little money. You mm-hmm. know, it's, if you're asking how it did, uh, it horribly uh, critically. Uh, uh, as as um. You know, I mean, even something about Mary didn't do well critically, so so that we were we were ready for that. Um, but yeah, through that, it's it's. I mean, all these things. It's you don't know. I was just talking about this today when I had that audition, uh, where it's like it, it, the difference between my effort in that movie and my effort in Horrible Bosses and the effort of the people surrounding me. Yeah. No different. No, right. not a goddamn difference. Sure. The only difference is the way it was received by the public. So it, is is one better than the other? Yeah. Maybe like you know, objectively, I'm not going to sit here and say you know that uh, I'm not a film critic, but what everybody goes into those jobs giving a damn it's i mean everybody's shooting for some form hey, of perfection and you feel you feel that there um and uh nobody's just phoning it in that i could tell and uh different processes surely and different reception uh, quite but um it it it, it was the people you meet, like uh, the Fairleys, you know, people uh, and they su- support, you know, the cast sure. and crew, and then uh, getting to know Owen, uh, and and getting to work with Stephen Merchant, and I mean JB Smoove, who got hired at the same time as I did as a writer, you know, he yeah. was also a, got an audition that got hired. Larry Joe Campbell, who was the guy that recommended to Jeff Chetty that he should go see me in Las Vegas. Everybody you know? kind of comes up. It was, it was, it, I mean, it was, I mean, uh, again, that's 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 just my my movie, um, in my head, um. But uh, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty neat getting to have like lunch with Richard Jenkins. Yeah, you know, like yeah. and just talking about theater with him. And I mean, that guy's badass, man. That's the dad from Six Feet Under. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, he's, he's incredible. He's fucking Step Brothers. Great. The he's a great actor. Yeah, great. And and, and so you're having a good really time. Good that was that was yeah that was good. And was uh, good. and do you have anything in the can right now that's good? Enough? Uh, this movie, Good Old Fashioned Orgy, comes out on September second. Um, that's coming out. I'm working on next se- this season, which will be on in March of Eastbound and Down with Danny McBride. Oh, that's great! He's Jody hilarious. Hill. He's great, and those guys, those guys are He's a good are, character. Uh, yeah, I play his best friend. I play his catcher on the team, and and we're just two peas in a pod. And it's just sort of me talking like this, you know. Him and I just fucking assholes. We're just <laughs> dipshit assholes, and uh, running around. It's 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 great. Uh, and then and then uh, SNL starts up at the uh, our first shows. Uh, September twenty fourth with yeah. uh, Alec Baldwin and um, Radiohead. Oh, maybe we'll get this up early. So I got my girlfriend. I got a, I, uh, January Jones. That's over. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we 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 broke up a while ago. Yeah. Baby's not yours. I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> Are you mad now? No, no, no. I'm not, oh. I'm not mad, but I it, I don't really talk about. But that's a straightforward question, and there's no insinuation there. Okay, that's all. Uh, did this end no, on a bad the, note? What did it end on a bad note? Yeah, her, her I mean you. Oh no, not at all. all. Right, no, all not. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get it. It is one of those things that you know there are. No, you, you don't know, understand. Her. My girlfriend is like a tabloid junkie. Have they treated you badly? They treat everybody badly, man. Yeah. Like except the people that that court it. Like it's it's the it's the. There's enough people that want it that the people that don't mm-hmm. and aren't asking for it that it. I mean, there are people that I really care about, you know. Yeah. That that that, that get hurt that get, by that. Yeah, and yeah. And, and being you know wrapped up in it is like something I tried to make light of to, to as as being a comedian. That, yeah. Uh, or coming from you know yeah. having that sensibility. Yeah. That you're powerless towards. Yeah. Uh, you can't be sarcastic about it. Uh, so you ask me a point blank question. Yeah. Uh, and you being a you know a, a man with the, the you know. I'm looking you in the eyes. Yeah. And it's like there's an integrity here. I don't mind answering the question. Well, because, thank you. Uh, but like, but I mean, those, 
those people make fucking people. It's dangerous. It's yeah. scary. It's sad. It bums. It bums me out. Yeah. And the reason why those people's lives are made hard is because people feed uh, on it. Feed on it. Well, I think I think because uh, like I think her thing is it, it becomes like a soap opera and like not like any uh, unlike anything else in this culture, people forget that there are people connected to these stories. Yeah, it's not a soap that, opera. It's, 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 and it's people's and it's, lives. Yeah, and it's not it's not fucking wrestling because yeah. nobody thinks Hulk Hogan really hates Jake the Snake. They right. know he's not really right. hitting him. Yeah, that snake isn't going to kill. Yeah. But the but. People think, you know, so-and-so is sad. They think so-and-so is a slut. They think so-and-so yeah. is, a, is, you know, an asshole. Right. Uh, and the fact of the matter is all three of those people are probably all three of those things. Right. And, and they're probably all three of things that they don't talk about. They're probably genuine and nice to their family. And, right. They've got their lives around this, Absolutely. not just what the piranhas do. No. So, so I, I, I do have... Uh, contempt for it but there's nothing nothing you can do well i'm sorry i brought it up no 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 i i don't i don't mind it it's it's, it's a much more intelligent way to speak about it than than i've been asked in any previous uh incarnation of that question all right what are you gonna still talk to lauren or no 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 that's done (laughs) no no fucking way what are you gonna gonna ask about sinead o'connor ripping out the picture you're gonna gonna fucking like give me a break Sweetie, sweetie, ask him about. Like, oh, no. no, 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 no. That's my impression of you. That's my no. impression of my girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now she's gonna no, listen my, to this. That's right. my Andrew Dice Clay. Like, you remember, like, oh, yeah, you had him on the voice. All the yeah. ways, so. Hey, Dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, you you want to go to UCB? When tonight? Yeah. Uh, I can't. I have dinner. I'm having dinner with uh, Will Forte. Uh, have you ever had him? No. He's good. Tell him about it. Yeah, uh, oh, Jesus, for, I, me and you are going to be fast friends here. I'm going to be in now. You're, you're well, gonna, I think that occurred over uh, over uh, over the last emails or the taco yeah, salad. I think, that I you think the taco. I think. Taco. Yeah, you. Uh, you we you bonded. Were, it was touch and go there during the tabloid discussion. I felt that. Not at all. Oh, it, good. It, it truly wasn't. No, okay. no. I'm, I'm not going to bust your balls even when these things are off. No, I. I again, I'm. I, I'm speaking from my gut from this thing. That's I think most people do. That's and why I think that's amazing. what people respect about you. I think that's what people love about this fucking podcast. Well, there we go. You good? Sweaty as hell. All right, good. Thanks for doing it, Jason. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's our show. I'm coming to you from a hotel room in uh, Ohio, alive. I'm alive. I made it through the plane wreck, almost, that I spoke of at the beginning of the show. Thank you, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, Glad a little tenser at the end, but we're good, right? We're good. Are we good? I think we're good. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Get a an app. Get the premium on your computer. Go to iTunes, search WTF Premium. Get some of those uh, older episodes that you might want to own. Louis C.K., Dane Cook, Carlos Mencia, Judd Apatow, Jim Norton, David Tell. Lots of stuff. Uh, uploading more stuff there all the time. Uh, get on the mailing list, please. You know, I do put a little work into you know emailing you guys once a week if you're on the list. And pick up. We got a bunch of new posters in the shop there. Uh, signed posters from uh, the gig. Some of them great. Some interesting ones. Some new ones. Check that out. And thanks for listening. Do I have any dates to plug? Uh, I'll be at the. Uh, I'll be in September. I'll be at Zany's in Nashville, September 8th through 10th. I'll be uh, in September 22nd through 25th. I'll be at the Improv in Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I'll keep you abreast of that. Anthony Jeselnik on Thursday. Thank you for listening. I'm going to get dressed and go do a show. <laughs>